ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, and we are going to be on episode number 25, and in this episode, we are going to explore the uh, Free Shard UO Renaissance, as well as get to know um, a really cool guy. Uh, his name is Puck, and he's been around... I mean, UO forever, and more so UO Renaissance for a very long time. And I was really interested to try to find someone from this uh, from the Shard um, because it it really has been. Now again, I am looking at this from the outside, so I want to preface it with that. It, it, to me, it's it's really been a stable force and a <laughs> extremely volatile, free shard, uh, we'll just say marketplace, if you will. Um, you know, free shards have come and gone. They still will, right? Um, and you Renaissance has just kind of done a little bit differently. They, they have, based on my, you know, we'll, we go into it uh, when we start talking, but my soft estimates based on my research, they've stayed at like an average of 500 users for years, I mean, just a consistent hardcore player base, in my opinion, because I think anyone that plays UO, we're hardcore, period. Um, and I, I had to know more about it because, you know, I, I'm not a, you know, UO historian by any means, but I, I do like to know and understand, you know, why are things the way they are? And UO Renaissance, the one thing that struck me, and we touch on this, is it doesn't have a business model from what I can tell. Now, to fully explain that, um, it, it, it does solicit donations. However, that is not, you could tell, it's not the primary driver you know, for this shard. It is to replicate an era that you know, the creator, creators um, have you know, decided this is what they want to have people experience, you know, and they want it to be as close as possible, but um, there's a fine line. They, they need to give people content, so there are new things. I think um, what they've done is nothing short of amazing, um, given that, you know, uh, le I, there's no way that a shard, you know, in this size is, is probably pulling, you know, let's just say mega bucks as some of the other ones, right? So it's very clear to me uh, looking from the outside and then talking with Puck, this is an absolute passion project. This is someone who is dedicated to this and they're not out to make a buck. Now, I don't want anyone to read into that. Take it for face value. I don't really care personally if you make a buck off you out, right? <laughs> That's not my, you know, place at all. Um, me personally, it's a business 99. This is that 1%. 99% of times a business. They make money and they provide content to people. I don't really see a big deal. That's just how it works. Um, but this is a really cool, interesting, um, you know, dive into a world that I, I didn't want people to forget um, because I feel like, you know, in this hyper age of the new flashy uh, object and, and the new this new shard or whatever, I didn't, I, this, this shard deserved a voice and I think Puck was, uh, the perfect person to do it. Um, 
highly intelligent, uh, very analytical. And uh, I think our conversation uh, was phenomenal. And it, it, I, I say this, it's crazy how I always have a phobia. And Star, if you listen to this, you'll know what I'm saying. Of running out of content, running out of things to say. And I'm worried when I, when I hit record, uh, this may be a me problem, I'm going to have like five minutes of content and I'm done. <laughs> Every time, right? Like just that's just what I think. It never, ever goes that way. Um, this one, you know, I cracked open a cold one and we just sat down and, man, we just talked to you well. It was so cool. Um, and, and it's so neat to me that every single story someone has is different. Similar to Wes's book, if, if you've read it, the experiences and stuff like that. It, it's just, it's mind-boggling, not only the stories, but how small the community really is. I mean... Let's be honest, if you play a free shard, you pretty much know the players, you know, even on Outlands, right? And I'm sure UO Renaissance, the same thing. You know the players. You understand it's a small community. And the fact that all these shards, I've either 100 people, maybe 2,000 at the most playing, right? That's still small, right? And a broad stroke. And that's not huge by any means. So there is a sense of community. And I think like, UO Renaissance really hits the nail on the head where they just have a hardcore player base that's just dedicated to this. It's crazy to me because I'm like, you know, I don't know if I could play that era all the time, right? Like, that's a very specific era and there's shortcomings. There's obviously great things about it, but it's interesting how they balance the line of what they want you to experience because it seemed to me that you know, now Puck is not a creator of the shard. He's just a volunteer, I'm going to be clear. Um, but from what he described to me, and you could tell the passion that, you know, they, they do this for, for fun. You know, this isn't, you know, anything other than that. And, you know, I definitely, I truly want to check this shard out. I just, I haven't had the time. Uh, free time has been uh, somewhat of an illusion lately. Um, but it's definitely one I'm on my list to, uh, you know, just check out and experience and see what it's all about. Um, because it's, uh, <laughs> I, I think it'd be an experience for me personally. Um, but a huge thank you to Puck for sitting down with me for so long. And, and, uh, again, if you know anyone that wants to be on this podcast, whether they're a PVP or a crafter, a creator of the game, hell, I don't know, whoever you want, please keep sending me emails, give me ideas. I, I read them all. I reply to every single one. I appreciate it. Um, I also uh, stream on Twitch. You can catch me on there usually Monday, Tuesdays, Thursday, Friday seems to be a schedule I've been kind of having now. Um, but catch me on Twitch. And as always, if you want to financially help out this podcast, definitely you can go either subscribe on Anchor has their own subscription thing, or you can just go on Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, click the sub button for free. And it helps me out directly because let's be honest, uh, I'm not I'm not living off the, this podcast. <laughs> this is a total, you know, passion, you know, thing that I absolutely love. I wish I could pump out more content. I'm trying, um, but you know, we're, we're doing it one week at a time. The my biggest struggle, I think, is scheduling with people. I'll I'll go from. One month, I'll have eight people who want to talk to me. The next month, I have one, and it's impossible to get a hold of them. That's just the nature of the beast. But I, my commitment to you, 
is to keep producing this content. Even if it's once a month, whatever I can do, I'm going to keep moving that ball down the field. And I hope in the end, this is a, a time capsule. I don't even know what to call it yet. I would say a library of, you know, people in UO that have extremely interesting stories uh, to me. So once again, guys, uh, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening. We did just break 8,000 plays, which if you would have told me, okay, when I started this, um, I'm going to go all the way back. Last summer, if you told me, you know, <laughs> this, this would uh, end up like it has, there's not a chance I would have believed you or anything like that. Just is outrageous. Unbelievable. Um, so I think at this point, what I'm going to do, because it is, you know, it's April now, and it would be really cool to do a follow-up with some of the people I've talked to, you know, kind of like a, hey, what's going on now type thing. I'm kind of throwing that idea around because so far it's obviously been just, you know, unique people every single time. Um, so I'm going to think about that. Give us some thought. Let me know. Obviously send me an email, what you think. Um, but all right, guys, uh, please sit down, enjoy this one. Uh, just two guys talking about UO. Um, I had an absolute blast and, uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just cracked open a cold one myself and I am sitting here with Puck. So Puck, first of all, thank you for coming on, man. How you doing? Cheers. Uh, I'm doing really well. Hope you are. Man, I'm doing good. The weather here, the high is 73. So I can't complain yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've had a bunch of rain uh, on the East Coast here. And otherwise, it's been starting to warm up, thankfully. Yeah, I hear that. Um, okay, so first of all, I'm going to kind of break the ice here. What I usually ask is walk me through how did you get your name and, you know, what does it mean? Sure, sure. Um, my name. So, okay. I actually get this question a lot. Um, people want to say, oh, that's like from Dota or, yeah, uh, you know, no, no. And uh, other people are, you know, I, my brother likes to make fun of me and say it's from uh, MTV's The Real World. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. It's the first season there was a puck on there. He got like he was a jerk, you know. Yeah. But it's actually so this was my original screen name um on a lot of things, like going way back, and it's cause I had like a stupid part in a Shakespeare play in like elementary school or something. So Midsummer Night's Dream, you know, uh yeah. like the trickster sort of thing. And that's what the Dota character is based on as well. So um yeah, just that that kind of idea. I just kind of always related to the the trickster god kind of sure yeah so that's awesome that's okay um i actually didn't know that was in uh, that play so that was good knowledge um uh so okay so got your name out of the way now kind of walk me through you know your history and we'll probably briefly touch on your mmo history but obviously i'm going to be more focused on you know your uo like how did it all start so can you kind of take us back sure sure so i um had started kind of messing around on like moves, muds, stuff like that. I've heard other people kind of mention that as well. You know, just the, uh, the text based kind of online games and, yeah. uh, 
I I saw the article in that stupid gaming magazine about uh, Richard Gary <laughs> getting killed in the beta or the alpha test. Um, and I just, I thought any game that can allow that is the coolest thing ever. And I just became obsessed with playing UO. And this was like around by the time I got a hold of it, you know how things were back then? Yeah. <laughs> I was a kid. So uh, I got to say, I was like 98, 99 kind of barriers when I started playing UO. Um, that's pretty early on then yeah yeah i mean i miss like tents and like all the craziness of the original like year year and a half but um i feel like i got in there at a pretty good time it's it was as soon as i could accomplish it as a kid you know having a subscription fee and everything yeah and i don't know i haven't really ever talked about this but so i was i was in florida when i was a kid and there was a store called books a million and it was like a like a Borders, right? I guess nowadays, I don't know, but it's a bookstore. Sure. And man, I remember as a kid, I would go in there and look at the PC gaming magazines because they used to, and I know we're going to be dating ourselves, they used to have like demo discs, right? A hundred percent. And and I remember like looking at the magazine, I was like, man, it's like, this thing's like twelve ninety nine, but man, it's got like eight demos on there, which I can't download myself. So, you know, that was right around that time where, you know, you couldn't just downloading th something was a huge deal. You not yet alone a subscription fee. So, um, so walk. So, what shard did you pick? I guess like when you first installed or whatever. So, uh, I'm originally from the West Coast, but I was living in North Carolina. But I still had like this identity crisis sort of thing about like I'm from <laughs> the West Coast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually picked a West Coast server. I picked Sonoma, and that's where I played like my entire OSI career. Wow. Okay. And Twitter, that sounds just funny. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, well, man, dude, it's a job. And if I remember, gosh, and I, and I'm really like the rust coming off the brain here. Sonoma's motto was like, gosh, what was it? Like smallest shard, best community. Do you remember what it was on Stratix or whatever the forums? I don't, but I know that the Stratix forum for Sonoma was very active. Um, yeah. I was in a very weird guild and uh, <laughs> I think, I think my guild leader has holds the record for having most accounts banned from the Stratix forum. Wow. Yeah. So, well, so I do remember time. the Stratix forum was, I mean, I can't even say moderated. That would be a nice word, but I mean, they handed out so many bans on there. It was outrageous. Sure. And, you know, I think each uh, each shard had their own kind of mod team. Uh, in yeah, way, I think. Oh, yeah, no, 100 percent. And for everyone listening to I did play Sonoma as well for my I would say, yeah, in entire career. OK, and, and sorry. Did you really? I, did you really? OK. I, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. OK. And I looked this up now. I, I don't know if this is the original one, but it says Sonoma, the best kept secret in UO. Two hundred and seventeen people can't be wrong. <laughs> and you know and i'm sure you'll go into this too but to set the stage for everyone out of all the shards and i don't have any statistical proof or anything like this but um sonoma was definitely one of the smaller uh you know communities and and or shards that, that i'm aware of um it was a tight-knit you know community would you kind of agree with that I mean, I, I didn't really play a lot of other uh, servers except for on like the weird downtimes. You know, I'd show up and just be an idiot in Moonglow or Britain or something on some other server because I couldn't play Sonoma. Right. 
Um, but other than that, like, I don't know. I, I, it seemed big to me at the time, I, I guess like I, I've seen like screenshots and stuff from like, what is it like Atlantic and Pacific yeah. and like the big monster ones, even like uh, maybe Lake superior. I'm not sure, but, um, I've seen pictures and like, you know, I, I was in like big events, like town invasions. Um, I remember it being big enough. Like, Hey, there was people at the bone wall parrying. Like I, you know, spent like the first two months I played in brick graveyard, just running around getting destroyed by everybody and everything, you know, right. figuring out what this game was. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt a big community. Like I was in like massive guild wars and factions and, I don't know. It, it seemed big to me, I guess. <laughs> no, and it very much felt alive. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, there was 10 people by any means. But, you know, I would say like, for instance, and this is going off my you know memory, but I remember distinctly on my thief, like going to Buck's Den. Uh, I mean, we're like religiously every Friday night, right, to steal. And it was, you could count on the same, like, you know, five people to be around the gate. Like you kind of knew. And then a couple of, squirrely one-offs but you know for the most part you know i kind of knew right who was playing at least back when yeah. i played i think i did too i mean i ended up in this so uh we were in despise valley uh which is like my favorite spot in the game yeah um, but that's that's where i like grew up in ultima so right around if you if you're familiar with the old map like you go around that mountain into like this little other valley that's like on the map just north of despise valley but it's like this weird little inlet you can fit like depending on this uh, yeah 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 so anyway there was another guild there called people's army of sonoma yes you probably remember them if you played sonoma they were like, yeah massive there was this dude king david that ran it um i heard that he recently moved on finally he was still playing until like wow yeah yeah so so i heard i mean hey could be wrong right but, um anyway we were like their mortal enemies and like all we had to ever do was just go around that mountain range and there was always people to like fight mess with and people's army sonoma was everywhere on sonoma like anywhere yeah. they had people so we actually got them to uh guildstone war us <laughs> oh, wow. um and then there was another like undead kind of rpers out near you somewhere um like golgotha or something uh, I remember having like a whole nother thing with them. There were some massive guilds. There was like really cool community stuff, like the YMCA, if you remember that. Yeah, I, no, I remember. And I, I was in the Black Guards, B, like um, G, I think was the acronym for a little while. And they were kind of, they were a little RP-ish, but I didn't really get into it too much. And I, and I don't, man, I'm a thief. I don't know if I was really in a guild. Like I just kind of logged in. I would steal stuff and I was a fencer too, so I could fight back. And that's pretty much what I did just for hours. I mean, you know? Sure, sure. I mean, it's, you can kind of just disappear into roles. I love playing a thief. It's what I say I, my main is, you know? Well, like to describe to someone, right? And even, even if you're playing WoW right now or any other mainstream MMO, insert anyone, right? And I could tell you, hey... On my thief, I can peek inside your backpack. That is still a like amazing concept, right? People still it, don't yeah. understand that. It seems so simple, but that was one of the huge and continues to be one of the huge draws for me of uh, UO, especially like on a Faluka server, you know? Um, yeah. The ability to have lootable stuff from other people, like the risk reward. And then as a thief, like you're this whole kind of wild card element, you know? Um, 
it's like you're you're a chaos agent basically you know i now gosh i don't know and and i want to i don't mean to stick on this too long but on sonoma there was a guy uh, and i never forget this his name it was all caps it started with kms and it was like kms peer tie or something it was crazy it looked like eight consonants in a row right it was really it was really crazy. but he was like one of the best PVPers when you went outside the Bucks teleporter. He was always out in the forest PVPing. And I never forget this. The one time, because I could never kill him. I never tried to because I'm sure he was like, you know, GM, whatever. But he ended up dying and I went on his corpse. And I remember he had a full keg of like, it was either, I think it was heel. And seeing that like blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. You know, like this dude had a full, I don't even know how, do you remember how it worked back then for potions? I don't even remember. I really don't. I, I was, <laughs> I, you know, what, what, the funny thing is back then, like uh, this whole thing of like the meta that happens now and occurs now, like just didn't exist. Like, yeah, you know, there, there were kind of like trends, like Halley mages and stuff like that. And like, just depending on the mechanics of the era, but you know, people were all over the place. People didn't have GM skills. Like, no, there's no uh, min max for most people at all. Yeah, I mean they were just the planning wasn't really there. It was just you're kind of playing your character and oh, I guess I kind of get into this or this is fun or whatever. Um Yeah, it's just a whole different attitude, you know. Now I have like <laughs> Excel sheets of like my characters and my templates and what I'm doing, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's evolved way beyond what we would ever, you know, have thought. So, and okay, sorry, we're getting stuck on Sonoma, but I I just it is one of the best like i mean it's the only shard i really play i played a couple other small ones but i I feel like you know without without like cutting you off there sorry i i just want to mention one more thing about sonoma before we move on i was so i was in the uh the zog empire i don't know if you remember oh my god i okay lord zog there were okay so i fought this dude multiple he was outside was it despise where he lived yeah that's what i said Valley. That's where we with were. that log valley. He had the log cabin, right? Yeah, we had the originally two houses. There was like a, I think it was like a workshop, like a medium sized house, and there was a cabin too. I think. Yeah, it, I it, remember it, the cabin it, specifically. It might have been a. Yeah, we had the cabin in the middle, and then the one like on the south or on the north wall, rather next to the water. There was like a, a villa or medium sized house, something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I just remember as a player, I would always see him. And gosh, I remember one time, and man, I was God, I was so young. Like, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what the text said, but I do remember having a couple of encounters with him. And he was RPing hardcore, like clearly. I mean, he was like in it. But what, what was that all about? Because I don't remember. I mean, I, it's really hard to say. Like, you're talking about... <laughs> peeking into the mind of someone who's completely unhinged so (laughs) i love the guy and like i've kind of kept in contact with him as much as you can keep in contact with someone who decides to be really hard to keep in touch with right for the longest time it was uh the icq number like i had yeah his his icq you know and then that kind of has gone out of fashion i lost like all my uo contacts you know it's kind of sad actually like I, i don't I don't keep in touch with anybody I played with back then at all. So if you're out there, like hit me up, like, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I just, it's, it's completely crazy. Like you have all these experiences with these people and then they're just gone. It's uh, kind of sad in a weird way. I wonder if any of them are still playing UO somewhere, you know? 
Well, there is a room. And okay, and I'm gonna preface this. This is very unsubstantial. I don't know. You may confirm or deny. Someone told me the dude was like RPing as like a pimp or something. I, I, I don't know. That's what I heard. I think it was more to like like uh like it was this weird like kind of fascist like RP. <laughs> like we just decided to be the jerks that everyone hated. Like yeah, almost like it's so not pc especially nowadays but like like almost like the ss of the server you know what i mean like right yeah he was a little out there and i just was like this guy's completely crazy i gotta like get latch onto this you know and, oh I, uh, I know yeah yeah there's like all this lore like on these geocities websites you know it's crazy. <laughs> no and it's so funny you mentioned that because it's like you know, I, I can I cannot remember my breakfast from a week ago, but man, like Zog, I remember that like immediately, like it's no problem with vivid, you know, memory. We're wow. in green. We always had Garrett armor and stuff. We were oh, I hated green. y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were the worst. We were the worst. <laughs> That's really funny, man. What a small world. So okay, um, uh, yeah, we've completely derailed talking about Sonoma. <laughs> uh... um, all right, getting best back on the rails. So. Um, what happened after Sonoma and when did you stop playing? Um, so I made it to, gosh, AOS was like really bad for me. I, mm -hmm. I, I really didn't like it at all. Um, I, I, I kind of hung on a little bit longer. Like, was it Lord Blackthorn's revenge? Like with, the uh, uh, Todd McFarlane stuff, you know? Yeah. I remember he released the figures too with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got like the collector's edition of that expansion or something, but right. I had, was already on my way out the door and I think I barely hung on through that, if at all. And yeah. at that point, I kind of, uh, I don't know, I just was like, Ultima it wasn't Ultima anymore, which is, I'm sure, the common sentiment you hear about people that are playing Feluca servers in 2021. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I listened to the, the Garriott episodes. I was really interesting what you guys said about, you know, kind of that era. Um, well, cause I feel like it's, and this makes me mad too, cause I really felt like I held his feet to the fire as best as I could on, on getting clarity on a, what I realized now. And hopefully you did too. It was a purely a business decision. It wasn't like, you know, something to do with the lore or this is what they wanted to do. It was, it was a numbers thing, right? Well, I mean, and, you know, you look at the success of games moving forward, like especially MMOs after kind of like the peak of Ultima, you, you see why, because that's, yeah. what, that's what people wanted. You know, they don't, they don't want to risk their stuff. They don't want to lose hours of progress. They just want to like incrementally level up items forever. You know, no, yeah, I, I totally get it. Like it's I lose this stuff. Like once you get something like this is mine, this great sword of whatever that I, you know, spent all this time getting. Then well, the expansion comes out. It's worthless. Yeah. And and I think um, and perhaps as a spoiler, but like when, whenever I talk to him next, that is something I, I want to ask. Like, you know, does he feel partly responsible with some of the. I would say the, the the PG version of MMOs that came after. I mean, because uh, there's nothing that gets me going more than a risk versus reward. Period. I mean, are you the same? I'm exactly the same way. That's like the number one thing I gauge. Yeah, uh, I mean, or, like yeah. I don't, 
like I don't want to, you know, I, I think there's a delicate balance. Like I get that UO does have a pretty steep like learning curve. If you've played a modern MMO, it is way more, you know, intricate, but it doesn't hold your hand at all. It's more of a sandbox, like just yeah. Very, you in and you, you can have such a large impact on the world at whole which is what i find so interesting you know you can stake your claim like you you've talked about it before like the the housing has done so well yeah uh it, it you really can impact like a geographical location on a map and uh i, I just love the classic map like just so nostalgic i'm such a sucker for it and yeah. i, I, I know it like the back of my hand so um so what what does a sandbox mean to you when you hear sandbox like what does that mean you know it's it's just like a place to plop people and they can interact kind of how they how they choose you know like i don't i don't pvp like at all like mm -hmm. at all it, it just it doesn't i did it so much growing up i like suck at it now obviously <laughs> yeah I haven't done it and uh I don't know it's just it seems really formulaic to me like uh it just kind of feels like you're just kind of playing playing a role it doesn't seem very dynamic you know what I mean it, okay it feels, yeah. it's like pre-written in a lot of ways like you know they have two more people and everyone's hitting you know their potions at the right time and have you know targeting dropping sync dropping whatever like I don't know it, it got not fun for me. So well, just... I'll say for 2021, as an avid PvPer, there are times where there is just the Zerg, you know, battle where, yeah, UO was never designed for 25 on 25. Right? <laughs> it just wasn't, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I see the the perks of it and everything. I just I get that. You know, at this point, I get like that PvP edge scratched in other games you know yeah sure no okay so that then no, that makes sense and and it's important to ask the sandbox question because it, it's just such a it's a big question because it means different things to different people so okay so tell me uh because age of shadows i stopped as well because it, it basically diabloed <laughs> my uo um but okay so let me know what happens after aos what will you know what's the story well i <laughs> I ran on like an alternate computer that I had in like my parents' uh, bonus room. Okay. I like a bootleg sphere shard for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, my, my demise, like I'll skip all the experience of running it, which was, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I was young. I was stupid. I was just playing around with like programming and stuff. Basically it was very fun, yeah. but I, like, I trusted this guy. I brought him in as like a GM. And after like he knew when my world save cycle was and everything, and I only had like one major backup and did all this work. And then right after a world save, he put an ogre statue on every single tile on the entire map and it just like crashed the server. Wow. Duck on it. And I was like, well, I guess I don't have a sphere shard anymore. Like I didn't have <laughs> it backups and you know, I didn't have all the storage space. So it just kind of was what it was. And uh yeah, it's pretty funny. Wow. Um, no. And, and okay. Well, and, and fast forwarding to 2021, the last five years, you better believe there has been lying, deceiving, stealing. And so it, it's the same, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I took a little bit of a break, just, you know, life. I was moving around a lot. And uh, I finally, like I had a Mac at the time. And, you know, <laughs> you can't play UO on a Mac, especially back then. Now there's ways to do it. But it right. was beyond my level of wanting to tinker with it 
and uh, found like there was a, you know, five, six years ago, there was a Mac client for UOR and I love the era and I just kind of liked what their, you know, mission statement and everything was. And uh, I don't know, just jumped right in and had a blast. I, I love, I've loved when it. was that? Like, do you remember the year? Or like what, what time? Um, so it was right before the third anniversary of the server. It just had its eighth anniversary in September. So just over, you know, almost six years ago, I guess. Wow. Okay. So to me, at least, you know, six years, you're in, you know, definitely prime time, you know, of a server, you know, like where it's, it's been established, whatever, you know, I would say shortcomings are probably fully, <laughs> fully realized. Right. And you're, cause six years is a very long time for a UO shard. Right. I mean, yeah, it's oh, over eight now. Um, eight, like yeah. I said, eight, it was in September and I've been there for like the last almost six. Wow. So walk, walk me through like when you started on that like shard, like what was the, was it like the old days or like what was your feeling? I mean, it, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I, I'd been kind of around the block a little bit. Sure. I, I played on other free servers, but nothing ever really kind of latched on like in whatever way I could. I can't remember how I was able to do it. I had to take a long break because of only having Mac. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And when I jumped back in, I... I don't know. I didn't stay young for very long. I found like one skill that you could, you, you could actually get taming up totally AFK while young. Um, so I like, left <laughs> the guy young. It's been like since fixed, like long fixed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of jumped right in. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to have thieves and uh, tamers and uh, bards and weird, like um, there's kind of, there's a thing on UR. There's, um, they're not instances, but they're kind of like your own personal like micro dungeon, okay. <laughs> that you can get as like a reward from, I don't know, say like high level fishing or like the highest level of T maps, or <clears throat> um, there's like a tamer related one as well. Anyway, uh, decided to just kind of get into that and work on like. Iron Man challenging those, which is like going in with like one character and not having a bunch of tames and doing it under the time limit. Right. It's a fun little ch sort of challenge thing. There's a bunch of different iterations of it. Um, jumped into stuff like that. Started doing a lot of thieving stuff. Uh, like I said, kind of main a thief. <laughs> so that's so, just okay. Like, so you're not a PvP -er, right? But I mean, I have a PK. He doesn't see a lot of the light of day, you know? Right. Okay, so your play style then, because that's the next kind of follow-up question, is you really on the PVM side. However, you still like the thieving, right? Well, it's like that's kind of my version of PvP, like, you know, because I'm stealing from players, obviously, but I don't I have no interest in fighting them. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, I mean, like, when I first started on UR, once I kind of got established, I started getting really, like, math brain with it, you know? I was like, okay, I'm going to, like be a house looter i'm gonna break into people's houses yeah that that's gonna be what i'm gonna do that's gonna be my challenge i'm gonna present myself with because kind of things in ultimate for me are about like setting challenges for yourself like is this possible to do so i kind of decided i'm gonna figure out how to do this <laughs> sure uh, yeah and i set my mind to it i started making like uh like private investigator style files on players on the server you know? <laughs> yeah 
what days do they log in at what times do they log in where are their houses what are their alts known affiliates you know wow. like, stuff like, like dossier yeah totally crazy with it because i figured like knowledge is power you figure out like what people's habits are like you know are they you know, watching college football and drinking heavily making them more likely to make a mistake like i got really kind of heady with it you know like totally wow. out of rp just like trying to break into some houses and then i ended up getting just blind stupid lucky and you know finding people with courtyard runes and like their house keys <laughs> in their bag at a bank afk or something you know so kind of yeah. anticlimactic but i it was uh it was kind of fun it was this weird thing i'd never done i just it was like a study it was i felt like jane goodall or something <laughs> oh yeah no for sure and now assume that i know nothing about uor like explain like what what is that you know obviously it's the renaissance era but kind of going more detail like what what does that mean yeah totally um so basically the motto of the server is like renaissance era perfected so the idea is to take kind of the iterations of the renaissance era like look at you know your normal mechanics of it and then reproduce the world and you know don't do trammel just have like yeah. one facet and then kind of see what happens and develop alongside it kind of how we think it may have gone or should have gone had it kind of like frozen time there, but continued developing, if that makes any sense. So sticking within the rule set of Renaissance era, but developing alongside it, you know, some custom content and additional stuff to do, basically. So really, and again, this is, and I, for everyone listening, I, I truly don't know a whole bunch about the, the, the shard. This is why, you know, partly this conversation is happening, but that to me, what you just described sounds like a very tall order. Um, and just because of the simple fact in today's, you know, day and age, man, people I, I, burning through content would probably be a nice word. People like, you know, just rip through it. Right. I mean, you really have to give them something to do. Right. Sure. 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 And, you know, I, I think the, the thing that really sets like you are apart is that it's not like there is no like for-profit business plan sort of thing, you know, it's not okay. business, which is cool. Um, I mean, obviously like they take donations to help with server costs and stuff like that, but you know, for a long time it operated in the red to just bring people like this project. Right. Uh, it kind of spawned out of some bands and like the slow decline of another server before it that I think is actually still up um but doesn't have like population anymore so second age you know okay um, yeah so basically the guy who started renaissance got banned from second age he was like a huge eye docker and um he started uor <laughs> i don't know if it was like a spite project at first or like <laughs> you know uh so it's like you know what comes after t you know second age renaissance does damn it you know and right I, I don't think that's actually how it went, but, um, and I wasn't around for it either. So, you know, I've heard like stories and whatever, and they're kind of open about it, but I guess a split between kind of second age players and staff basically spawned UOR and, uh, it kind of just went from there. It wasn't like a big plan thing ahead of time or anything that I know of. Right. It just kind of like evolved out of like a rift in player population. 
So what, you know, because from what, you know, I, I can see, and, and by the way, I'm going to link this in the notes, but, you know, you go to uorenaissance.com, this is their page. They're very upfront about, like, online player counts, uh, historical information's posted there. Um, and, you know, based on what I can see, I mean, you know, this shard has been extremely stable, you know. Can you kind of attest to that? And I don't mean, like, up downtime, but, like, you know, feeling alive, player population, that kind of thing. Up downtime's crazy, too. I think they they just did like a patch for a hotfix and it took the server down from 185 days online or something. Wow. So um, that's actually, that's really cool too. Like I, I, I know the server's not going anywhere. So that's like a huge sigh relief sort of thing, you know, cause servers right. are expensive to run. Like they don't last forever. Um, so, you know, being somewhere where I have like at least peace of mind <laughs> or uh, that I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon is, is nice. Oh, yeah, that, that's a huge thing people don't realize. Yeah, you invest, you know, years into something like this, and then a server owner, you know, gets butthurt or, you know, just pulls the plug, right? <laughs> that can really suck, uh, which has happened before. It's, it, and it will happen in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so I, I like the project. I like the idea. You know, it's, it's like it isn't like the – massive dev team like on outlands or something like i watch the dev on that and i'm just like yeah this is like a studio is doing this you know uh I, I really like kind of that ability that they have like as a dev team to accomplish what they accomplish it's crazy um there's so much custom content there it's insane but like i i tried out outlands you know like i know i think yeah. you play now um, yes i don't know i, I and this isn't like a bash on outlands because obviously it's like super popular i just uh like i don't know it felt too not uo to me like does that make sense like, I, I think the best way to describe it is if you're looking for a pure uo experience it's probably not going to be for you for sure and, and like i thought i thought i was ready for like a uo based experience which is kind of what i consider outlands it's like it's super cool but like they definitely have taken like huge deviations from like where yes like at any point which is cool like I, it's so awesome that like the palette of uo is being used in that kind of way i find that really impressive from like a development standpoint well Just and you know i i agree that like i i am a purist at heart like i do miss the original map 110 percent. but i think as a player i just know what i'm signing up for right is the best way i could describe it right like i know oh, oh yeah 100% yeah like same thing with uor right you know okay this is the experience that i'm signing up for that you know that i enjoy or whatever um so no that, that's totally a fair point yeah and i don't i don't think um i think uor is kind of a i don't know i view it as unique cuz i've always known it as to just be like renaissance period like really not deviating from that you know at all from what yeah, i mean like I said, there's, you know, there's like holidays and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. You know, uh, reindeer are going to be marching around and like, you know, weird stuff like that. But uh, uh, the holidays are kind of what breaks up the grind because, you know, otherwise the game is just static. It is just, you know, you have the sandbox. Here it is playing it, you know, having a little bit of variation in that is definitely yeah. a site sometimes, you know. Uh, there's some people that just like only play during events, you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, yeah. I mean, and there's going to be peaks and valleys, you know, where, okay, sure. 
it's Christmas, people are off or, you know, they're whatever. Yeah. So I know I get it. Now, how, how has, you know, the whole Corona thing affected you all? Or have you, did you all see like a lot of new people or how did that work for you? Um, I mean, from what I've seen, there's there's kind of always been a flood of new people. There was definitely like a bigger flood because I think, I don't know, I guess people just are more likely to look in a way that they discover this when they'd want to play it. We've actually had people come over that have never played UO before. I'm sure you've maybe talked to some people on Outlands that are like that or just in like the yeah. general. I find that fascinating like oh uh, my dad played it growing up or something like that or just some people that are just like this game looks cool i can't even okay (laughs) i'll say this you know even on outlands with some of the new uh you know systems and stuff i do feel like a noob sometimes but if i didn't have the base knowledge of viewer that i have man i (laughs) i don't know because i know like you and i we're extremely biased we have a base you know knowledge of the game period and yeah, I'll freely admit the bias like it's right. uh, yeah unavoidable for me on the subject you know yeah because i don't know if i could gosh you know that would be a really interesting question can you still pick it up you know if you've never played before because there was um actually a younger kid um on outlands and i ended up talking to him and he told me he's like yeah i've never played you before it's my first time i was like what like i couldn't believe you know i couldn't fathom Someone not <laughs> playing before, you know, did that kind of cut you off guard too? 100% blew my mind. And it's, it's with like just making it more accessible, which has been a major thing. So, uh, you know, the classic UO client, I know that like you like to talk about that with people, at least mention it. Yeah. I'm probably cutting off a later question, I think probably, but uh, I love it. I think it's been such a huge thing um, and the ability for them to like port that to mobile as well, which has actually brought people in, which is really interesting as well. Uh, so like mobile UO is just right. CUO, you know, in unity on a mobile platform. Well, and I'll, I mean, I'm going to flat out say, you know, it's embarrassing to have the rig I have to play a 24 year old game, but you know, being able to slide that bar to 240 Hertz, man, that's a, uh, that's something else. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I was on that camp of like, you know, oh, like shaking my fist, the old man on the porch, you know, uh, oh, this newfangled client, you kids and your newfangled client. And, you know, I like my 10 FPS or whatever. (laughs) I just I like the way it looks. I'm just so used to the way it looks, you know? Um, Yeah. It was just like unsettling to not have that. Like I would watch streams of people playing with like the new clients and I just, my brain couldn't fathom it but then you know i eventually go okay well yeah of course this is so much better and right like four days later i'm like as if i i could never go back to the <laughs> i i know that there's a uh, one of my friends and he uses uo steam and some of uh I, I asked him one time i'm like what client are you using he's like oh steam why i'm like dude it looks so laggy he's like what are you talking about i'm like bro i'm like you gotta try classic it's like you're going to be morphed into the future. Cause I can even tell like that just looks, <laughs> looks, you know, I don't know. Like the FPS is like 20. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the old classic clients like block somewhere between 10 and 20 FPS, <laughs> which just, I don't know, but it, it, the, something about that rhythm was ingrained in my brain and it actually was very difficult for me to break. But then once I decided to actually like just go forward with it, it, <laughs> right uh, didn't take long at all and i like i said i could never go back my god it, it's completely crazy 
some of the convenience and kind of quality of life stuff that I, I'm sure I already take for granted. Oh, for sure. Like the grid loot and stuff like that is just, you know, look, yeah, there is something real nice about dragging an item from a corpse, but man, I just want to be able to click right now, single click and I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, it's 2021. Also, <laughs> also, the double click to loot's fine too. Right. You know, yeah. um, there's lots of options, and so like UR has, uh, I think it started as like maybe an anti-steam thing because like it's always been razor only. Okay. So um, there was no like grid loot or anything like that until CUO came out, and uh, or like double click to loot. So like I've been looting like with re- so they put sub containers on all the corpses so okay it's like a restock agent basically on like a crate inside the corpse okay yeah uh, so that's kind of still around like with the grid loot so that makes grid loot like you have to open a sub container on grid loot which makes it then not grid loot so it's not like super beneficial outside of like pvp or something you know sure on yeah. the main main corpse you can like strip someone in two seconds and okay so now i, I know you kind of you brought up your zog history but did you ever rp like on your, I mean, not like heavy RP, you know, um, but there's, yeah. there, there's people that do it. You know, that you've got your, uh, your naturalists, um, which I always respect. Um, you know, you are had like the orcs were there for a long time. Um, they're not anymore. Uh, yeah. They're, they're on outlands, I think. Yeah. Or at least one of the factions of them. So like the orcs. <laughs> um some of the discussions you had with like Starlong and Garrett about the orcs was really interesting. I found that pretty, uh, so, okay. Pretty cool. I'm going to give you a little backstory of the orcs Cause that was a very heated discussion, um, behind the scenes. So uh, the, you know, this is the backstory before that interview, I went to, and I'm talking about the orcs orcs, right? That, that fact. Okay. So we're talking about the same guys. Yes. I, I, correct. I'm on board. So I said, hey, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing a heavy hitter. Are there any questions you want me to, uh, you know, ask, you know, about, you know, orc lore or, you know, whatever, right? And I got a couple ideas and I, I asked the orcs. So I asked the question and then after that episode aired, um, the leader of the orcs, like, lost it. You know, he, he was, vi- <sighs> to say this in not so many words, he was very displeased on the questions <laughs> that were asked and he asked me he's like where did you come up with these idiotic questions and i laughed i said from your own guys <laughs> so i know there was some nuclear fallout behind the scenes that i was not involved with but um needless to say uh, to you puck there will be most likely a follow-up where i'm asking perhaps better questions i thought they were great i, I thought it was interesting um but yeah that's just some funny you know background stuff <laughs> hey man well if, it's not an event in Ultima communities if there isn't massive nuclear fallout drama. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so yeah, because just touching on the RP thing real quick, like on Outlands, there's an actual uh, guild called the U Militia, which, gosh, is so close to heart from Sonoma, right? Because of the you know the city of U and the YMCA and all this stuff, but. Yeah. The leader of like they're they're heavy RPers, but you could tell like the leader, his name's Kenny Nelson. When he RPs, it's like this dude takes it to another level, right? Where I'm like, dude, I, I can't even compete with that. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here saying hail, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm RPing, you know? <laughs> no, 
Um, so I'm sure you've experienced that in UOR where there's people that just take it to that, you know, next level. Is that, is that what you've kind of found? Sure. I mean, you know, it, the thing about being like a hardcore RP -er on like a not RP server, like not that you can't RP, but it's not like forced RP. Yeah. Um, being an RP, -er, you kind of got to learn to not be like a jerk to everybody because some people <laughs> are just like, you know, you're going to be real disappointed if you uh, are trying to engage with everyone and they're just blasting by you or saying, you know, like start just casting on you or something. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a tough life for an RP -er, man on like a not forced RP server. Um, people will interact with them like they do events and stuff like that. Um, like I said, a lot of the naturalist stuff and there's kind of like guild-based kind of seer-ish quests um where there's kind of like lore for the server that goes down and yeah you know, leaves like uh some sort of monument or whatever uh where it occurred sort of thing there's kind of like these weird residual things because of the history of the server you see like all these like markers of quests and stuff that have happened that's kind of cool oh yeah no so okay so we're kind of going right into it. what has kept you on this server for so long you know, I've taken like short breaks and been on like refresh mode, not for very long, but you know, when stuff's going on in real life, sure. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the mechanics. Um, I like where I'm at kind of like, I've never been, I don't know, 1% or whatever, like on a server. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's nice to like have worked up as a solo player like massive wealth <laughs> you know what i mean um so that's been kind of cool and uh i just like the community you know it, it rotates people come and go and you know as with any gaming community but uh yeah well yeah, it's... and and you kind of brought up something about like acquiring massive wealth that i've kind of better understood here is i think in uo there is very much so this this i'm gonna call it a Scrooge McDuck syndrome, right? Where people just want to acquire all this wealth and just like sit in a massive castle by themselves. Because you, you and I both know, you, you could probably name someone, right? That is, is exactly that person. But I, I was never that guy. You know, I may have 20K gold in my bank, but dude, all the relationships, the people, I'm like, I feel loaded does that make sense yeah 100 i mean it's i don't know at a certain point like you start accumulating these kind of like ach like achievements so to speak like you know sure, oh i got yeah. a rare drop from this thing if you you know if you're doing any sort of like pve pvm or like farming or event stuff so like you know it just kind of spiraled out of control eventually like and you know as you continue to do that year after year after year after year after year like it builds up and i've had like some pretty good house loots and some dumb stupid blind luck and uh a couple good you know steals here and there but yeah i mean it just it, it accumulates man like i have a massive size house like a fortress it's like a custom house it's like a little bit bigger than a key it's on a castle footprint okay yeah different uh less just outdoor courtyard and more actual house so um i have one of those on the server that's just like a sorting room for crap. Like it's just, everything is just splayed out. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I have like my living house, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I ended up in despise Valley of course, because that's where I had to be. So like, that was my goal when I got on the server was like acquire despise Valley. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, took a long time and I figured it out and I, I don't know. It's just like, 
I, I can log on and still have like flashbacks to the you know the late 90s early 2000s about like you know i don't know just something about being surrounded with the familiar surroundings and stuff like that that's really uh nostalgic for me that just keeps scratching you know oh no 100 percent. because like for me you know it doesn't matter what shard you know i'm on or whatever it, it's really the people that make the game because i'm like you know you can roll solo or you know screw people over or whatever and just kind of you know go by yourself but to me, like UO, it's so people driven that, you know, there is something to be said about population where, and again, this is my personal opinion, you know, you have to have a baseline of some sort of population to make the game just feel alive. And I, and you can confirm or deny this. I'm just giving you my opinion, but like on the classic map, I really don't think you need like thousands of people on that map to make it feel alive. What do you, what is your kind of opinion on that? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, activity is fickle and is based on a lot of things. So, uh, people always end up at like the hot spots, the high loot spots, you know, your, your, uh, blood Ellie's, your elder gazers, your lich lords, you know, your, yeah. uh, your Balrons, your, your classic spots, you know? Um, but they spread out doing all sorts of things. You know, there's people you never see that are just floating around in the ocean fishing. On, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like there, I, I know that because I run into them sometimes and I'm just like, there's just a guy out here in the mountains, just hitting this whole Valley. Like, I, right. You know, there's a guy in like wind passage, just mining the whole thing. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> well, I remember it was actually today. I, I was macroing a character or something and I, and I was running, back to town or something and i remember finding like a it was like a full keg of cures like just on the ground you know and, and it kind of like brought me back to just this old school uo where i'm like what happened you know in my head i'm thinking what would cause someone to either lose that or not lose? you know like there's got to be some backstory and i think you know it's a, a bit of self-reflection i guess but those kind of and again, eliminate the shard, right? This is just a UO thing. Those kind of like little things just drive the game for me. Where when I turn that corner, man, is it going to be 80 orcs or is it going to be, yeah, like a dude in a straw hat fishing, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, so like there's two things for me. That's the one, you know, that kind of just moment of impact that all the players have on the world on the map like that kind of like detective moment of wonder feeling that you get when you're like how did this happen like right. what what happened here and uh apart from that there's like that that accelerated heartbeat like adrenaline mode that you get when you're in like a pvp experience or something dangerous or like you know you're out farming and like a group of reds come on screen like <laughs> uh, you know nothing gets your heart beating like running as hard as you can with like something you do not want to lose in your bag you yeah. know that it, it gets you every single time or at least it did for me like yeah. to the point to where like like actually like your heart is super super beating it's like super intense and it doesn't make any sense because it shouldn't be but it's that risk reward uh it's that risk reward element that that is exactly what drives that and i think it's like such a missing thing from so many modern mmos like well and i can just tell you this happened how was i yeah friday night you know i'm pvp and uh with my guild and dude I, it was like three hours like i was physically sweating 
Because like we we're sitting there. I, I literally had, didn't move for hours upon end, and I'm sitting there and we're just going hard, you know. And I took a break. I walked away, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I need some water. I'm hot and tired. <laughs> it's like this. It's and it's amazing that this game still has an effect. Because to your point, yeah. It's very, a lot of this is RNG, right? You're giving yourself the best odds perhaps to maybe win, but still uh, there's a defined outcome, right? Okay, I think we're going to win because we have two more people casting evil or whatever. But even have said that, man, no one wants to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, man. Like, the, So that kind of, that's what PvP does to me, right? It's that burning desire where I know when I dirt someone, man, they're pissed. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, you know, I I know we're talking about Ultima, but like that's why I play like uh, I play Escape from Tarkov now. Oh, yeah. And that is what like what I referred to earlier about like the game that scratches that PvP itch for me, like that feeling of like just complete desolation when you die (laughs) oh my god like all your stuff is just gone like there's no way i'm getting any of that back and it's uh you know all the stuff's replaceable just like in you out like everything you could possibly have like yeah it's completely replaceable like some things are going to be harder to replace than others if you bring out some stupid slayer or something like that but like 99 percent of your deaths are going to be like you know armor regents bandages potions yeah you know, consumables, stuff that's just easily interchangeable with other stuff, especially when you're PvPing. I mean, you know, are you bringing out like rare items into the field or, you know, I don't know what the equivalents are for whatever server you're on, but I think as deep as you're going is like wands and potions. Well, so there was a dude, uh, it's a funny story real quick, but we were, uh, we were stealth PKing in a dungeon, right? And we, um, and basically dude, it's like five of us. So it's, it's pretty much instant kill, right? We all pop out, boom, you're dead. We ended up killing uh, one guy, and he had like a rare shield on him. It was like died, and and it's not something you normally would bring in a dungeon because obviously there's risk of death, right? And we end up looting it, and then uh, a whole pack of blues came in and wiped us, so we didn't we didn't end up getting it. Well, this guy got so butthurt, he like came back to the house, and he's like, "Give me back my shield," you know, just like really raging. I'm like, man, we don't, I'm like, I don't have it. <laughs> I was like, and, and the, and the really funny thing was like the people that came for his backup are the ones who looted it. <laughs> but you know, it's this, but it's again, like that rare item, like that will still get me going too. Like if I'm farming in a dungeon, man, and some rare drops and you're like, man, I got to get this out. Right. I don't want to be stolen from, I don't want to be killed. Is that the same on UOR kind of same thing? hundred percent, man. I mean, like, you know, obviously the mechanics are going to be slightly different, but like, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's where I get my rush. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it still hits as hard as it always has. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, you know, I really feel, and, and I was talking to, uh, my buddy Pwnstar, he makes some YouTube videos for UO and I'm like, and, and he always tells me this, he's like, man, I hope when I'm in a retirement home, you know, I'm still playing UO. And I said, dude, I, I said, I probably will unless, and, and right now in, in the current MMO market, I don't see anything, you know, coming out that's going to scratch the UO itch. It may scratch an MMO it, you know, itch. And I'm talking about like Ashes of Creation, maybe New World. I don't know. But I don't see anything in the foreseeable futures that's going to be a UO too, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, not that ticks all the boxes. Like, yeah. it's, 
I, I've gotten my hopes up too many times. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, you have to really be crazy to make an, an a UO game nowadays, like yes. something, because, you know, like I said, the, the closest thing I can think of as far as risk reward is like Tarkov and that's why I play it. But like, it's not a true MMO. Like it's certainly not in like a fantasy setting. There's no like player housing, like, you know, it, it, it isn't as much of a sandbox it's very on rails in certain ways so like you people the market as a whole don't want uo it sucks because like we we want it but if you're realistic in my opinion it's just not a feasible like financial strategy for a game to take to develop a game where people are like paying a subscription fee or however you would do it but like investing money one way or another into a game and then they lose their stuff they get frustrated well, yeah we've talked about it like not yeah. me and you but i'm saying the podcast like i've talked to like we and again you, you you can correct me if i'm wrong i think we soft estimated like all the uo players active right now maybe there's ten thousand. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's hard to count like the weird private European communities and like Asian servers. Like there are very niche, like private weird. So let's say twenty thousand, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah, it it sounds like a reasonable estimate, right? And then to to your point, that's not a sustainable business model for MMO. That's like peanuts, right? That's like a that's a closed beta. If you're like. Even, even if you say that that's, you know, say 50% of the population just doesn't know that they can play UO that isn't like modern UO. Yeah. Um, you know, just say like theoretically, like even that that's 25% of the population that could possibly want to play this game. You're still like, you're not even close. Nope. Uh, yeah. It's not, you know, compared to if you have a successful, uh, you know, any successful online game is going to have, you know, exponential numbers over that it's you can't aim for that it, you won't it won't ever get green light yeah that, that's why it hasn't like it's you got to be some weird crazy like russian developers that don't care like that's why tarkov exists basically because that game is not getting made by a triple a studio like yeah for sure well it and to, it has to get fire like crowdfunding is the only way to do it but like i don't think there's a big enough market to have the kind of resources you need to do it properly well, we're looking at you, Shroud. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Shroud of the Avatar kind of you know, burnt a lot of people with the crowdfunding model. Um, of course. And and yeah. that's why it's going to be even tougher moving forward. But like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> do, do these games ever finish? Like a lot of them don't. Or right. Don't even, pre- don't even pretend to. Don't even launch. Like there's been so many letdowns. And then just like, you know, they're not what was promised initially, like the reason you got the crowdfunding, like all of that has kind of disappeared and behind either bad mechanics or well, any, and, any issues. You know, we're going to date ourselves again, but you know, for everyone listening, that's a little younger. There was a time before DLC and it was glorious. <laughs> yeah, games, you know. games uh, were as they launched. That was the game. It right. was the game. And it was still a sustainable business model. It's just, you know, obviously they make triple, quadruple now with that model. But anyway, I digress. But okay, so getting us back on the rails, um, what do you think, uh, and I'm just going to say the free shark community, because I'm not even talking about OSI. I feel like that's just, man. It's its own <laughs> thing. It's very separate. From uh, the, I, I, I yeah. can't even go into the new legacy thing. Like, I, I'm probably going to do 
an episode a little bit about it, but it's just, it's such a dumpster fire that, uh, have you heard about it? I assume. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've watched as much of those like live <laughs> YouTube videos and stuff that they do the, that I can, but like, ah, it, it's kind of like a too little, too late kind of thing for me or like yeah. just, you know, taking the success of like what they did with wow classic, you know, like it seems like they're just doing it just because of that. And uh, I, it doesn't seem like they're doing it the right way. They're doing it like a Diablo model, like seasonal, like, I, it doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> like well, I want and, and I, but I don't actually know the specifics of how it's going to work either. So well, I do. Have okay. To well, that. there you go. You just hit it. <laughs> it's yeah. tell us the damn information. What is it? Right? Like, dude, I mean, this is 2021. The game's 24 years old. There's no hiding, right? Like, just tell us. Is it? Is it classic? You know, era? Is it? Is there a PKing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's with the? Uh, Am I the only one frustrated? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was never going to be super hyped on it to begin with because yeah. it, but I, I was certainly open minded. Like, hey, maybe they do it right and they like you know launch servers at like I don't know, right before like T two A came out or something like, right. and then you know you have like what they've done in like classic WoW. You do you know, release expansions. How long does that last? Where does it get you? Do you leave servers in certain eras? Like, I don't know, but I think there was a cool way to do it that didn't seem very difficult or like, you know, if you have a dev team working for, I don't know, not that long. I know they're a small dev team, but it's not like a big, no, it doesn't seem like a big project to recreate. Like, you know, you have a lot of that information. No, the whole thing of we can't go back in time, that's the most outrageous thing I have ever heard. Where I'm like, they obviously they know there's free shards, but I'm like, really? Like the classic UO client, that, that, I, think, I think that dude's Russian. Correct me, I don't know. I don't remember. But that dude's done more development work <laughs> than the whole team at OSI, right? I hate to say that. I mean. I mean, sure. He, he has community help too. Like, uh, yeah. There's the guy that's on UOR that uh, did the the new Razor, which is awesome. Um, What's that? Uh, like the new Razor assistant? Like it's like the. Well, yeah, I used Razor, but like what? Uh, I'm using yeah. Razor one point six point nine. Yeah, that's uh, that's Quick's Razor. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, it works really well with CUO and like with the scripts and everything. You have the scripts. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, he he wrote that language like that's oh. it's like his system. So he he's been the guy doing the razor stuff, and uh, really cool guy and uh, really smart guy. Jesus, and then he he he's in like the Discord with the CUO guys. There's a bunch of guys that like contribute small things and integration stuff. But yeah, it's mostly just one guy, which is crazy. Which I, far beyond my comprehending. Right. And like, you know, no one's paying. Yeah, well, obviously he gets donations, I'm sure, solicited, but let's be honest, right? I mean, the dude's probably not <laughs> making a living off it. Like it's obviously well, a no, passion. I mean, exactly. Project. He 
he sits around uh, in meetings sometimes and uh, flattens parts of T2A. <laughs> so <laughs> we just we just released a map update, which was completely by hand. The road, all the roads in T2A were flattened and like connected. I don't know if you ever looked at the T2A map, but it's in like squares. So what it looks like, I think famously this map was developed in like, I think three months or something like that. It was very wow. much rushed. And there was some sort of blowback for like from what I've heard, you know, some sort of blowback for how flat it was. So they ran it through some sort of algorithm that just like randomized Z axis in a lot of places. So you remember how it was like so spiky, you take damage running down the road, right? All that sort of stuff. So, you know, in his half paying attention in a meeting time in the zoom era here, um, <laughs> yeah, he's like manually gone and Z axis flattened like every road in T2A, which is actually a very crazy accomplishment. Like I think that's yeah. a, it's it's so uh, it just feels really cool and it's in line with what the server wants to do as far as like perfected renaissance era like no you shouldn't be taking damage running on a road like it doesn't make any sense in any world you know right yeah so uh just kind of fixing some of the quirks that were not positive of the uh, original map and stuff like that you know no yeah that that totally makes sense in my mind i mean i think there's a balance, and I think this is why, to me, for everyone listening, UOR is so interesting because it's like history perfected, but I think there's a turning point where you do have to sprinkle in some some new stuff, right? Um, but how do you do that as a delicate balance? Well, you know it's what I'm saying? It's extremely subjective. You right. know? <laughs> Perfected is extremely subjective. So it's just, you know, it's a reflection of the people that have worked on it. And it's uh, it's a weird kind of unique time capsule um, that I really enjoy. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they take community feedback and we kind of work things out as a community for, you know, what does the community want added, you know, sort of thing. So like I said, there's, you know, uh, kind of end game uh, one-off dungeons that you can kind of run that you get as high end loot from, you know, various activities. And so they have like, you know, stuff that they're developing alongside that. And like I said, the holiday events, and there's a lot of like seerish quests, like I was saying earlier as well. Um, mm, yeah. It's all just the kind of stuff that gives it the personality. And that's just the stuff kind of from the staff side. Um, and a, a lot of it's player driven, you know. Uh, players decide when factions are going to be popping. Uh, yeah. You know, players decide <clears throat> guild drama and player run events and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. You know, are we doing Friday night fights? You know, <laughs> like, what are we doing? And what's your role at UOR? I guess I should ask that at first. But. I mean, I'm, I'm just a player. Um, I am like a, what they call a volunteer. So I just, I help do some testing for patches, like probably poorly, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the owner of the server who does like all the development or most of the development himself, like at this point, he hasn't played UO in over eight years. Wow. So, well, you know what I mean? Like, so. Well, it, does he play or no? No, he doesn't play at all. Okay. So Interesting. He, he literally like hasn't played as a player in over eight years. So, you know, there's there's a few players, myself included, that you know help bring a player perspective of stuff before it launches on live. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. and, and that's that's all it is. You know, I, I just I love the server, and so I just help out where I can, sort of thing. No, that that's awesome here. No, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely I, I like that a lot because 
what you're describing is very counselor-like back in the day with, with mixed Q&A, right? <laughs> Sprinkled in. Sure, exactly. And, and you know, it's just a way of helping like a like small passion project sort of thing. Like, well, I, and, and, and Puck, you get paid, I mean, hundreds of millions of in-game gold, right, for this, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, there's obviously no, no perks or anything like that. Um, I know, yeah. Other than your, your, your Discord clout or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, most of the PvP I do nowadays is in the Discord server. <laughs> right. No, no, I had to, I had to poke fun at that because, you know, I'm sure that's a point of contention no matter what server it is, right? I mean, well, and justifiably so, like the free server community has been really kind of plagued by problems like that historically. So, you know, corrupt staff, staff that plays, GMs that are duping stuff for their buddies, mm-hmm. you know, GMs that are setting up, uh, you know, planning on like getting fired from being staff or have like a contingency plan house full of like high-end loot or something. I mean, like people are notoriously like backstabby and scumbaggy like in the community like i mean i'm part of this community but so i say that with a weird sense of introspection but like you know you know what i mean um the the community has just always had people that are going to take whatever advantage they possibly can and if that includes being staff then they're going to use that to their advantage too and 100 yeah it's it's destroyed community after community after server after server. So like, you know, and there were problems with people on UO like or UOR uh, initially that before my time, you know, I think it was like kind of a rough launch as far as like staff because there were just so many passionate people and then you kind of see people's true colors, you know. Um, so I, at this point, it's been around for eight years. Like things are pretty locked down. Like, right, you know, uh, Telemon has to like go through and he's the owner he has to go through and like do like all of the essential stuff like himself you know and that's just how it is so well and i think the the biggest variable is the human element (laughs) no matter what right (laughs) sure and you know he gets busy and stuff happens but like the great thing about ur is it's like as it's set up, I would continue to play it indefinitely. So, you know, it's like a, I look at it as like a time capsule. So, yeah. uh, you know, there is development, but it's, it's your, it's ready when it's ready sort of dev cycle. Like, you know, we're working on this, we're working on this, things happen and things get postponed, pushed. And, you know, it's, it's a very well, indie yeah. sort of feel like. And I'm going to say this, um, I'm watch what I say, but in, in general, right. I feel like UOR does not have an identity crisis, which is crucial um, no matter which, you know, way the pendulum swings, because from what you're telling me is this is a purely a passion project. This is not a business, right? And, you know, there are obviously pros and cons, you know, con being perhaps dev cycles are a little bit longer or whatever. However, the pros would be, you know, the people that are running it are in it for the right reason in my head. I'm not saying, you know, I think you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, this is, it's not meant to be a comparison to anyone else. Like I'm just trying yeah. to tell it like it is like, you know, I, I know how the Yo community is. I'm like, I'm not taking jabs at anybody. Like, no, no. Know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am 100% behind anybody producing any sort of UO content or dedicating any time to UO in 2021. 
whether they're playing on OSI servers still or yeah. some, you know, obscure Russian server that I'll never even know the name of. Um, what, whoever it is, whatever they're doing, or they're running a server at home, like for themselves to play on offline by themselves. Right. I mean, I, I just, I love that people are still playing UO. Um, I love when people discover UO and I, I like all the different flavors. I think it's important, you know, I, not everyone wants the experience that I look for in a server. And that's fine with me. <laughs> like, well, you know, and, that, and that's the whole point of the podcast that, you know, no matter what era, no matter if you're a crafter, if you're a PVPer, there is still this baseline of we love UO and we're not going to stop. Like, you know, I, and I think hopefully this has opened people's eyes a little bit more in the fact that there doesn't need to be this silo approach, right? Where it's like, well, wait a minute, this is my kingdom, right? <laughs> you know, oh, and we're so we're so prone to doing that, man. I mean, it's just even as just people, but especially as like, you know, uh, gamers, like especially UO gamers. Like back in the day, it was all about what server you played on. You know, yeah. I want you know, I'm on Sonoma. Well, I'm like the outcast reject of every party, but you know, there's, you know, oh, I'm Pacific, I'm Atlantic, you know, I'm this, and it, that was like a status thing as well. Like, Oh, well, I play on this server and this thing happened here because there were experiences we had on Sonoma that no one else had an even anything even remotely close to like, right. They had even back then each server had its own identity. There was active kind of like seer player events, RP communities, like in very, yeah vastly different capacities on different servers uh all throughout their history so like that was the same sort of idea now it's like you know you have the ability to choose however you want to play uo there's a lot of different ways to play uo and uh this is the one that's right for me and that's kind of a cool place to be at but at the same time like you know i don't disrespect anyone else's choices for how they want to play uo like i think that's a silly thing to do like why splinter are already small community right you're, you're siloing a hundred people out of a thousand which is like just so stupid so hats off to you because i think i have the same um opinion as well um but um okay so and i know we went on a tangent which i loved by the way um to get us back one of the this is kind of a fun question and we're talking about shards like what is probably the funniest you know revenge or troll tactic that you that you've seen it doesn't have to be on uor it could be on sonoma but is there any story that you want to share about that so i mean apart from you know guys camping near events just throwing energy vortexes into crowds of people which is always a good time um i uh it, it doesn't purely fit into what you were asking but it's a story about uo that i'd love to tell if you'd allow me to yeah let's do um, it Okay. Um, it's, it, it requires very little setup. It's not going to be terribly long, but it's probably like the biggest impact thing that's ever happened to me that I kind of stumbled into. It's pretty interesting. So, um, so it's on UOR. Um, I am like, uh, basically solo thief at this point. And there's a player run event where you get to go meet Santa Claus, a player, a player RPing as Santa Claus. And he's, uh, you tell him what you want for Christmas, you know, and if he has all these pre-made bags that no one knows the contents of, and if anything you say like fits into a category of a bag he's built up, you get that bag. Okay. Pretty cool. Pretty cool concept, you know, nice little player kind of fun thing. Yeah. 
and staff shows up and gives out like plat trophies you know or i call them plat trophies uh in-game cur- <laughs> yeah in-game, in-game currency and you are anyway little commemorative trophies like you know the little trophy models you would get yeah from, yeah 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 so anyway those are used for turn-ins but model moral of the story you get uh get those little trophies just to you know commemorate that you were there like santa claus 2015 whatever and um <clears throat> so anyway uh i'm at this event there's like a big fat line of people uh, lined up to talk to santa you know yeah of course. so everyone on the server that's online is there basically and i'm you know pretty far back in this line and this guy rolls up to me and uh it's someone that I know don't really get along with that well, whatever. And he has, uh, there are anniversary masks on, uh, on UOR. So the first anniversary masks are the rarest because it's from the first anniversary and they only had two of each of the different hues. There's like four total of these masks on the server. It's like infinitely expensive, you know, been with the same players forever. Like probably the, the rarest, craziest thing on the server. He's wearing it, of course, uh, and okay. I, I go, all right, dude. I go, hey, oh, hey, man, what's up? Uh, you know, let me hold that mask real quick, you know. And he, uh, he tries to drag it on me to troll me and misses me. It hits the ground. I have a scavenger agent for that specific type of mask on, and it pops into my bag. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty new on the server, and I'm like a thief. Don't really like, you know. I antagonize a lot of people, so, you know. All of a sudden, I have like the rarest, <laughs> the rarest thing on the server, and it's like a blessed mask, so it's mine now. You know, I had a I had a scavenger agent on from an IDOC that I randomly <laughs> attended because I never go to IDOCs, but for some reason I happened to go to one. I was yeah, after, I was after a mask I saw inside. Just happened to have that mask model on, and it just like you know, stupid blind luck. Like my best thief is not even using the stealing skill. It's <laughs> the stupidest thing ever, but so just imagine if you can like this really popular established player gets totally screwed over by like the new jerk thief guy i become instantly like the villain of the server like everyone is like you should give it back you're what a jerk you know and anyway five years later i still have the mask and uh i'm i've run that (laughs) uh, reputation as far as it'll go i guess but um so what was it worth do you think I mean, it, so it all depends on like the economy. Like, you know, if I say X million gold, like, does that mean anything outside of UOR? I don't know, but maybe it does. Um, but I, uh, one hasn't sold in a really long time. And you're probably looking at, I don't know, 40, 50 mil in gold, at Oof. least something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's no joke. I mean, that's, you yeah. Know. But I mean, it's all about like, they, it's worth whatever someone will pay, but they just, they don't come up for sale. Like there's- right. Like, there's four period and it's like this super clout item. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like they only go for sale if someone's like quitting or something, or they have to, you know, I got the other hue that I like better. And now, right. just, you know, it just doesn't really happen. No, well, dude, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, I think this has been, uh, I can't believe, man, we've been talking for almost an hour and 20 minutes. It just feels like we just started talking. Um, but this has been like a great, you know, just who you are, who UOR is, right? And why it's kind of held you for so long. Um, I've definitely learned, and I think I've not only learned, but I think I respect UOR a lot more. Not that I didn't before, I just, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I respect what, you know, 
I'm not gonna say you because you don't own it, but what the server is doing, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, and and that's I'm on the same page. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I feel like this this needed to be shared because sometimes you know different servers just don't get a voice, right? And I feel like you know, and it's just what blind luck we played the same server and we, we you know in Sonoma and stuff. That's just crazy, but. You know, apart from that, I think um, this is this is really great, and I sincerely appreciate you joining me, man. Yeah, of course, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been great to share the same space as uh, you know people I idolize, like Richard Garriott and Star Long. Um, that's just really cool to me. Man, this will be a this will be a time capsule like you are. <laughs> I hope <laughs> forever enshrined. My. Uh, <laughs> My son was so impressed that I was going on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Hey, well, really, uh, really appreciate you having me. And uh, just thanks for what you're doing for the community, man. Really. Yes, sir. No problem, man.